They see me grinding, they hating, controlling and trying to catch me riding dirty. Try to catch me grinding dirty. Try to catch me grinding dirty. I fucked it up and you stopped stinking, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just messed all the... That was a good version. That was a good version. We just went through We came up with it yesterday at like one o'clock in the morning. So like, yeah, let's do that, man. That's a good idea. Well, welcome, guys, to the show. Thank you for having we haven't had this show and i know we just met briefly and i just met you jonathan right now right yeah, yeah. so it's good sitting down and i'm glad that you guys are in town you're going to be at cce next week oh yeah big 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 show for you guys right oh, yeah. very big show so and you just came back from world of concrete as well too yeah, yeah. that was a ago. big big show yeah. yeah yeah so it's good we drove there and came back it was a crazy ride what do you mean you drove there and came yeah, back because we had to bring the machines <laughs> with all the you drove to vegas we hours. drove to vegas i've done that when i was younger 50 hours yeah how long wow 50 yeah. hours in 50 hours out we yeah. arrived uh, last week because you had everything in the back we had yeah. a trailer so we just bring all the machines all the equipment to it kind of makes sense right because i don't know if air canada would allow carry-on uh, <laughs> i think it's a bit heavy for the plane <laughs> a, bi a big carry-on <laughs> will not fit will not fit uh, yeah. just tag it tag yeah, it yeah, yeah. no it makes sense so but are you doing the same thing here the trailer's here now yeah, the yeah, trailer's in here. town yeah, yeah. Exactly. You guys always get a good response from CC, you know? Always. 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 Because yeah. Canada loves concrete. America loves concrete, too. That's true. I would say that we have a very, very big basin of people that works in the concrete. And it's, you know, there we've saw a lot of evolution in the concrete. And, you know, before there was a smaller show that we were doing, you know, with the building show. There was only a small concrete pavilion. Yeah. But now they started to do the whole CCE. And y as you can see, in a few years, it's starting from a very small places into the, uh, I think it's the exhibit uh, center, the one close to the airport. Yeah. And uh, now it's like three halls wide. So it's very big show. So yeah. yikes. It's over 300 exhibitors. It's really good. And yeah. lots of people come out there. Yeah. And, and for the first time, I guess, in the show's history of six years of doing the show, it's sunny yeah. and no snow and no freezing rain and no blistering winter. It's like... We're not going to complain. Well, I won't complain. <laughs> I've been enjoying it. It's, it's kind of interesting, yeah, right? Yeah. So I want to let everybody know we're going to have a really good conversation about concrete and you guys, HTG. And uh, uh, I got a lot of questions because I love the machines. I see the machines. I see the purpose behind the machines. But I want to get more educated on the machines, right? So that's why it's important. But I love that you started by saying that um, I think more and more care is being put into concrete, Yeah. right? That's what I'm <laughs> seeing right now. Yeah. It's not the case, right? But... It is with, uh, you know, because there's a, there's a lot of, you know, danger related to it, you know, with the dust and everything. So and we're going to get know, into that as well. Care and care more about it. So, yeah, yeah there's a lot of uh, attraction getting around it to get it to, to, to do the job more efficiently, you know, with the equipment now that getting out. You can see all the new tools that for any kind of trades that work into that field right now, because it's one of the most, you know. I would say labor intensive, you know. I also think it's the one of the most underutilized trade. There's lots of possibilities. Yeah. yeah like are. especially with machines of yours, right? Yeah. Where you can start offering more sales. Yeah. Basically, right? Yeah, exactly. Let me let me share the D's first. Hang on a sec. So um HTG is here. Um HTGNorthamerica.com. Uh I've got Guillermo here and I've got Jonathan here, sales managers, Guillermo, and then operations direction operational director yeah. is Jonathan. And they're gonna be at the Canadian Concrete Expo, hall number three, uh, booth number three two zero one. 
You can reach them on the mobile, which is four, uh, sorry, 514-531-1729. And then the email to reach them is info at htgnorthamerica.com. The Instagram too is htgnorthamerica.com. G, G North, North America. America. Yeah, yeah, that's what it Facebook is, right? Facebook, the same yeah. thing. Facebook, yeah. same thing. Exactly. Um, what's my first question? I want to talk about how old's the company? So we actually started uh, the project with HTG last year, but our former company, which is called PHX, that we uh, you know operate very greatly in, in Quebec, that we've been dealing, it's, uh, it started in 2008. So we started manufacturing our own equipment in Quebec uh, for a, I would say, smaller contractor side. So we used to be, you know, former distributors of other equipment on the field, other brand. And, uh, you know, one day, you know, all, with all the connection in America, you know, a lot of people got bought off and, you know, all those relations just went down. So we just decided to start our own manufacturing company and do the grinder that you know was missing in some parts so one of the biggest issue that we had we always had a, a contractor side uh that operates with the grinder and there was a big issue when you were trying to do a small room like let's say here 15 by 15 yeah. well we were bringing a whole big line of equipment let's say like fifty thousand dollars of equipment on 600 volts and you know the big 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 stuff just to do that kind of size of job because those small machines, they were just not effective. And you, a lot of people could relate to that saying that, yeah, it's true, it's always been non-effective. So we just sat down and said, well, you know what? Montreal is a small market. We have a lot of office space, a lot of tight jobs, a lot of small, you know, businesses that, you know, went off, you know, shut down and remove. And so a lot of, you know, 500 to 2,000 square foot. So we just decided to create our own. There's binder. a huge market for it. Exactly. Well, we sold more than, you know, since 2008, we sold more than 1,000 units. Of and every, all the machines are made in, in Quebec? Yeah. All of them. Yeah. All of them. The abrasives as well, too? They were. Okay. Oh, sorry. So, but it's still, I mean, it's still under your, your, the HTG. Our brand. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I want to let people know, like HTG stands for, or do you want, yeah. High tech grinding. High tech grinding, right? Yeah. And I know off mic before we got started, we were talking about this, how it's, it's all an education process. And yeah. it's like way back in my construction career when I did my first epoxy and like, I didn't know about you guys. I didn't have the machine. I did the stupid thing about doing a surface grinder by hand. Oof. The hard way. To the point where <laughs> I had to wear gloves because it was getting too hot. Exactly. Oh, my God. The cord was getting very hot, even though it was attached to a separate vacuum. But it wasn't, it wasn't like, um, pleasant. No, it's not. <laughs> Actually, that's uh, that's how most of the you know the small units from PHX they were sold to at first is those guys that they were doing garage, getting a training, yes. they were looking for a smaller machine, yes. and they didn't want to invest you know that thirty, forty, fifty thousand to get one piece of equipment to make garage, you know, with the generator and everything. So you know we just came out with a very small portable unit that is very effective to do a garage in like thirty minutes, one hour. Easy but most use. of the grinder in that you same guys don't field, want to know how long it took me, right? Exactly, it took me the whole day. <laughs> I, I, Actually, know that day. part. <laughs> I've been doing that. I, I know your pain. <laughs> and I think that grinder is dead. I think it. I think it just died at the very end of it. It that's was just like it's done, right? But that's just, what happens, yeah, right? It is. So now you guys have these machines. You've set this up, and you see the market. And and what I learned from that when I was speaking to people about surface preparation yeah. is almost like, I guess to dumb it down, but you guys can smarten it up. Concrete's a sponge, and there's like a little coating. Yeah. And you have to break that coating to get it prepared for the next step. Exactly. Right? And that's critical. And most of the, I would say, the preparation work, uh, I mean, 
it's always better to come back to the natural concrete to put a new covering on it. So it's always that, let's say you have the whole renovation field that every four or five years, you know, they change a the store, they have to break it down the floor and there's one thing under. There's a tin set of glue, there's a tin set, you know, of self-levelers, there's something there. There's a buildup of all kinds exactly. of Exactly. So sometimes all you have to do is get rid of it. That's where the machine comes in. And, you know, 100% of those concrete floor, well, they have this right now on it. So you actually, I'm not saying that you need it, but most of the people, they are involved in it. So that. how do you guys make it look like, it's, it, it doesn't look like it's hard work. Like, is it hard work? I've never used a machine. I've only seen the machine. I haven't used it, but it seems like it's just butter. Like, it grinds easily. Well, our machine, it's really effective, honestly, but it's uh, kind of a challenge to operate because, you know, you can't just rely on the machine and go ahead with it. You got to look out for the pins, look out for what's happening on the floor. You know, you cannot just go under remote control and, and forget about, you know, Jonathan so, can tell you more about yeah, it. Yeah, we just actually, Guillermo just mentioned about the remote control. It's one of the biggest evolution in that field. And I mean, it's not recent. It's been there for at least 15 years. It's pretty cool. But now, you know, the biggest grinder that, you know, 32 inches and more, you normally have a remote control attached to it because it just works way much more efficient and depending on what you're removing well let's say if you're removing something very very thick normally you know the machine kick back so yes. when you're doing the remote operation well you're just saving yourself your back you know your body from pushing that big grinder you know so yeah the, that that thing has been evolving a lot there's been a, a lot of uh, you know improvement and upgrades you know for for all the the i would say the guys working out on the field to save them to prevent it yeah. but when you go on the lower grinder there's, a, there's been a lot of improvement, you know, to actually prevent it because it makes no sense of putting a remote control on a smaller units, but there's more way to put it uh, yeah. to be more ergonomics, you know, but so you, 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 it's going to be easier to work with them. But even on our big grinders, like the 32 inch and the big one, the 38 inch, I've been talking to customers who have the remote control and they're like, man, I love it. It's cool, but it's like kind of boring, you know, because the machine is so well balanced. It's like I can push it around. I don't feel that it weighs the way that it really weights, you know. So I've been having. What do you those mean? It's like it's kind of boring. It's kind of boring that the machine well, no, is doing all the work that it's supposed you know, to you're do. Right there, you're not doing that much work. No, it means it's more engaging to push the machine, and you know, some guys really like that about yeah, the job. Yeah, that's constructional you know, techniques. Really like, but if if you yeah. have your machines lined up, and there's one that's remote and one that's not remote, I'm choosing remote. A lot of guys will choose not remote. That's the comment we've been having. I'm it's a little it's older. So <laughs> I would say that what we're seeing right now, uh, most of the business, that, uh, you know, if it's a owner operator with one, two, three, four employees, normally they would they would prefer to go with the remote control grinder because you know they can educate their people around them. But what we see is as we go at a, in a bigger company or let's say in the U.S., you go more in the south. Well, they don't much care about, you know, the, I would say the remote version of it. They just want to push it and that's it. But, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, it, it's different business. You know, they, if you go more in the south, they have more open spaces, big warehouse. And, you know, it, that's where the remote comes a little bit, you know, useless in those kind of big jobs. But when you're doing in and out jobs and smaller job and, you know, a lot of, a lot of, the, of stuff has been built up on the, on the surface, yeah. that's where the remote comes in handy because you, you, you can do two jobs in the same day, not being, you know, tired. 
But when you're doing that big, big, big floors, I mean, you just want to put grinders there and some people are pushing. Well, you, you, know? you said it earlier. I think the real advantage of the remote is the kickback. If you ever have a kickback, yeah. you're not there in the line of fire, so to speak, right? Exactly. You're saving yourself. Yeah, you're saving yourself. Yeah. So, and then, I mean, I guess as a, a, a one-man shop or a small business owner, their thought process is you have a person on the side with the remote and yeah. are they really working? Well, yeah, they are because they're working with the machine. The machine's doing all the physical work. Yeah. They're doing all the mental work, right? Yeah. That's just how it is. Exactly. And the other thing is most of those small companies, they don't operate from the, you know, big, big, big truck. They operate from, you know, a pickup truck and a trailer. Yes, yes. And a trailer involves a ramp. Yes. And if you have that remote control that is battery powered, well, you actually can just put it in and wheel yeah. it inside without, you know, pushing it. Yeah. So you're preventing the risk. Well, we live in Canada, so most of it has snow. So, you know, when you're not moving. Today. <laughs> not today. Not we're, today. We're lucky, but in Montreal, it's not the same, the same thing, actually. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. but, uh, yeah, when, when you're loading it up, it's much more easy, you yes. know, on the body. I mean, it's 1,400 pounds, a 32-inch grinder. So pushing up a ramp, you need to be two, three. There's danger involved. Of course. So when you got the remote, you just wheel it in. Strap it and it's finished. How many different machines are there that you Oof. guys are carrying right now? <sighs> in, the, uh, in the grinders, we have uh, the small 460, the 550, 680, 820. So in grinders, we have, including the tank, we have six, six grinders. Plus six edger. different models. Yeah, yeah, six different. That are different sizes. Yeah. yeah. Then we have the edger to do the edges. So seven. And we have uh, two shot blasters, 10 inch, 20 inch. And we have the scarifier line, so we have a 10 inch and a, a 12 inch. A 10 inch and a 12 inch. Yeah. Eight inch and 12 inch, yeah. So actually one of the, we're relating to your hand grinder that you, you oh were yeah. saying before. It's so dead and buried. We can save now, you. Now, now <laughs> there's an evolution to that, there's called an edger. So it's actually, you stand behind it and it has the same purpose. You can, you know, put the, the head on one side or the other side and you can work your hedges or put it straight and just do the, the How you know, close the middle. can you get? Uh, it's actually one quarter. Same thing as a grinder. Wow. You know, the shroud is open on yeah, one side. Yeah, you open so up the shroud. You, exactly. You but can. the problem with opening up the shroud is you get a little bit of smoke, dust, airborne. And if you put a good vacuum on it, you need to you need the right vacuum. Yeah. You know, it's it's as good as the grinder that you're putting in front of you. So if you're working with a very, very good vacuum, well, sorry to say this, but you can't put a shop back on it. No. Because it, may, it doesn't make sense. No, no, no. You know, there's But you guys vacuum. also have those hoses and the accessories and everything. Everything. So you've thought about everything connected to the everything. process of doing this grinding, exactly. right? Yeah. From yeah. a small vacuum for somebody that does, you know, small grinders to a very big vacuum for people that, you know, work with those big beasts. Currently, we have, what, three models? Yeah. Three models of a vacuum. We have one coming up. It's a prototype. So, are they like HEPA? They're HEPA. Yeah, it needs to be HEPA for yeah. silica dust. You need to be HEPA. Now, does it do the the pounding? Does it do the sound or no? So the one that's prototype that's coming. It has automatic pulse. So what does yeah. it sound like? Like a, a a drum or something? Like it must be loud. Yeah, uh, no, it's, it's actually so because it's all in case. You you don't hear that much noise. Yeah. So one of the big factor when we we're in Vegas, you know, a lot of people, the biggest biggest thing that they were saying is how quiet the yeah. boat units are because you're just standing next to it and you can still speak. You with can still some talk. People. Yeah. Yeah. So that's you know that's how I would say from the engineering from uh, of the machine right now, that show how you know how good and how well it's done you know you, because you you don't see you don't hear any metal clanging and because the turbines are all enclosed you know in some boxes so it prevent the noise you know from coming out so, so also, that's the sorry also the option that we have about the speed adjustment it yeah. really makes a difference because with the same vacuum you can use different kind of grinders and, adap and adapt 
the speed of the, the, the depending vacuum. on how much you're grinding and the volume you know, of dust that's coming out. Yeah. You can bring it yeah. down a bit. Doesn't make that much noise. It's yeah. you know better environment. You know. So. Were you guys able to? I guess in Vegas to turn the machines on and you people could see it. Oh, but we here were. in at building, you weren't allowed to turn the machines on. We have. Uh, uh, we were allowed to, to, but it's a little bit complicated, you know, to bring the whole generator from 600 yeah, to the yeah, smaller yeah, voltage yeah. and everything. So we just, yeah, we got the plug, but we just decided last minute that uh, we're not going to do it yeah. because just, um, I mean, yeah, at the end of the show, if you guys want a, a demo, we're just going to do it, you know? But you can see it, right? But yeah, exactly. Are you planning on doing a demo at CCE? Uh, no, no. Af after the CC, we're after. just going to gather up the leads. And if somebody wants a demo, we have a unit here, Miss Saga. So if you want to see it running, which is going to be much more simple, we can run multiple units. We can go on your job site, show you show you the units running. That's something so. that we really like to do with the customers when they're interested and want to see a couple units. We really like to like t go with you guys on the job, go with the client on the job. And, it makes sense. And yeah. do it with them on the job site. And that really makes an impact because when they put their hands on it and see it running, besides their equipment or where they have or you know people from their company uh getting into the equipment and you see the guys want to work with it you know it's it's just really cool to do it so it's really that we really like to push forward in our approach we don't mind doing the work but it's really something that we it's like you have to doing. see it once you yeah. see it and experience it you understand it but exactly. that's like my next question to you guys is how easy is the like the typical concrete contractor embracing this are they questioning thinking this is too good to be true this is too easy I, I'm, I'm used to hard work on the site. Well, I think sometimes it's more about uh, the, the, the bad experience they had with some equipment. Mm. I think right now in the industry, there's a bit of a... Customers are having a hard time with reli reliability and parts availability, uh, advice from their rep. You know, I just talked to a guy in Vancouver. He bought uh, eight machines from a competitor um, in like three years or two years, and the guy never saw the rep. Can you imagine that, man? It's... Buying eight machines, never seen and the those rep. units are like so forty to fifty thousand each. So imagine. So when we push forward the service, the approach we give, sometimes customers like, uh, are these guys really gonna do the work they say they do? And so there is a little bit of like the industry has this kind of know, hesitation. But when they see us coming in and doing the work and backing it up and answering the phone on a Saturday or yeah or, or night during the week, they're yeah, like, okay, yeah. these guys they back up their product and they're there, you know. So well, because you have to you have to understand. If there's a problem, something goes wrong, or if I got a question, how do I, maybe I don't know how to do everything. Maybe I don't understand all the capabilities of it. Like you were just saying earlier, how you can tone down the, the, the amount of power of suction on the vacuum. Like you might not need full yeah. when you're doing a certain specific sod. No, so exactly. we had guys who had like 10, 15 years experience. They, they uh, rented out the shaver. It's really complicated uh, equipment to run. Um, to lower down the floor, you know, can adjust the millimeters. You can either cut or you can saw. So it's uh, crazy equipment. I love that machine. But, you know, the guy has 15 You like shaving concrete? Yeah. yeah. So that's like one of the most, I would say, yeah. not, not new machine, but that's a machine that's not well known to a lot of people is when you want to level down the concrete or actually just cut down, you know, let's say one inch on a full surface. Before, there was scare fires. So the, the you know the carbide it's a, it's, cutters it's a more that, aggressive exactly. way to grind and the it noise down. and the noise. But it's noisy and dusty and Com not happy. It's noisy, crazy. Bad and noisy. you know <laughs> the work is crushing down the concrete, so you're doing a lot of vibration. Yeah. So unless you're working on the floor, like let's say you're, uh, um, I'm not saying like structural floor, but like first base floors, level. like first level, you can do it. But as soon as you're working structural floors, those big scare fires normally they vibrate the structure too much, so they, they prohibit them. Our shaver weighs almost a thousand pounds, so yeah. it really makes really makes it efficient. So sometimes the cutters it can affect the structure. You know, yeah. shaving so is shaver not, means yeah. saw blades. Yeah. 
So instead of crushing down the concrete, you're, you're cutting, cutting it. Different ways of working. I want to see this. Yeah, this this <laughs> we'll the, have it at the show. This okay. one of the <laughs> unit that you know it, it exists since a couple of years, but nobody knows really how to push it because it's uh, it, it takes a lot of experience to operate it because to no understand doubt. what you're doing with yeah. it. But once you get the edge of it, I mean it's much more reliable than any kind of machine you can get on a, on, on a surface right now oh, yeah. to cut down, a, a, I would say, a bump or level two concretes. I mean, we got, we got contractor now that, let's say, they, they, uh, they, they, they have a big, big, big job to do, and they, let's say that they have to correct one quarter to three-eighths of imperfection on the whole surface. So let's say 300,000 square foot, and they have to correct the whole thing. Instead of, you know, applying self-levelers and cement and repair stuff everywhere and just grinding it down, I mean, those, those spots, they can fail, you know, at some point. So instead, they went with another way. They went down and shaved the concrete three-eighths, get down to the natural concrete and just grind it down after smooth, and then they applied the sealer. So instead of having to re repairs everywhere, they're just having the bare concrete. But without a shaver, you can't do it. Isn't it better to go that route? Because even if you went the Definitely. other route with self-leveler, you'd still have to prepare the concrete Definitely. for the self-lever to adhere. Exactly. And so then you're you doing to, twice the money's work. And you have to apply that warranty to the to the self-levelers. Yes. So let's say something happened, it fails out, and it pops off. Well, you have to take care of it. And the guys but had like 80 tons, 80 ton lift yeah. going. There, it's going to be a shop. So, you know, doing repairs. The self-lever is going to crack. You know? Exactly. So, crack so we went down with another way to explain to the customer, you know, when we were working with those, uh, you know, with those guys, we went with a new system and explained that instead of, you know, building up over the concrete, well, just shave it down. I mean, you're just removing one quarter to three eighths. So you're not affecting your concrete. You're on the floor direct. So most of the time you can do it and you're saving the whole self level, the self levelers and yourself, you're saving yourself from doing warranty calls. You're just grinding it off sealing it and then it's finished it just sounds slab at that point exactly so you know that's part of the education you know some machine are newer on the market but we have to educate uh, the people on how to use them and what to do with them because sometimes they don't see the <laughs> where they can use it but after when, when we well, explain to them well they see new new they get it. Like, like i've that. never heard of this i'm not like yeah. i i still love concrete as part of the construction industry yeah. but you guys are coming up with toys that are making our lives so much easier right much exactly. more easier much so, more easier and these are like what kind of a situation where you would need to shave an inch like what is it just build up over time of certain structures certain retail certain commercials well, certain anything it's exactly we had one in montreal yeah. downtown just before christmas oh that one was really bad was so, it retail uh, uh it's actually uh it was the, gonna be an office for yeah. a, a company and it was a building that was there for quite some time and when they removed the tile and everything uh well the floor was just like really the, uneven like they had the and they merged the, the the new entrance and uh with the they had some you know from the walls that they they they, they had in a certain elevation that they had to respect from the floor to the ceiling so when they ordered the whole material and everything well they figured out that the whole floor was one inch too high so all the door frames and everything were not fitting so they had to shave down one inch from three uh three hundred uh three thousand square foot yeah, looks four. like three weeks and this machine is like specifically designed for this that's yeah. exactly and what it just it does it it just yeah. took yeah. a lot of training because it was the second time these guys rented it out and even the second time they were still having trouble to operate the machine because a lot of people try to like dig too much and go too fast, but yeah. you're just damaging the drum, damaging the blade. It's not the way to do it, you know, exactly. because you have to adjust the height and, you know. How do you start and stop it? 
how do you because i'm assuming you come in at a certain angle or no uh, it's actually the way the way a scare fire is designed because it's built off the same uh, the same design i mean you have a wheel that adjusts you know the heights from up and down okay so basically oh, when you want to start so you just lower you, okay, the, the, the drum it. down and then you you got a height indicator on it so you know that if That's you're new. going 10 millimeter down yeah. well you're going to make 10 millimeter you know in front of you yeah you're just going to shave it why can't this just be like renting a car and we as contractors can just rent it no you can't because you need the training exactly it's important for the training no. right the, it, those guys that, that rented before chris Christmas, we had to go there, you know, with them. They had trouble. It, it, most of their work, they were doing it on the weekend because, you know, it's, it's office building. So everything has to be done in the night. But at the weekend, you can do it all day long. So you get much more labor. It's much more easy to find people. So we were going there on the Saturday and Sunday to actually train them and, you know, show them how to use the equipment and, you know, do the whole thing. So when we're saying that we like to, you know, go there and explain and do the training, that's the whole thing that we're doing. Because if we don't do it, well, those guys, they won't be thinking about purchasing, you know, a shaver. Well, the training makes sense, though. Because yeah. it's just going to make you more efficient. Like right now, my wheels are just spinning. I'm just thinking about things that you can use this for and the opportunities. Yeah. But it makes sense to sit down with you guys and do the training, get that education so you understand what it's going to... Obviously, you're going to probably start your first job and still have more questions. That's and normal. that's where the number comes in, where you reach out to you and go, and listen, yeah, obviously. this is how it's starting. This is where I'm at. This is where my beginning point. Probably even do a FaceTime yeah. and just start talking to you guys at that yeah. point, right? Yeah. And then you, you at least have the basic training on there. Now you start using the machine and exactly. then you can start seeing... I've always said the tool, let the do, tool do yeah. the job. Exactly. That's always something we do it when we rent or even if you purchase an equipment, we always go on the job site, we do the training, we spend a couple hours with the guys just to make sure everything is fine and you can get the max out of the equipment, you know, yeah. because... Each first delivery that we've been doing with uh, PHX and HCG since the beginning, we deliver it on end. So any any sales, the first one you're doing, you're, you're getting, even if you have three, four, five, six other grinder. We like to, you know, deliver it as the first time to make sure that, you know, you know exactly all the tips and tricks from that machine because every machine on the market has something quite unique to it. Mm -hmm. So we like to, you know, make sure that you're comfortable with it and it's not sitting in a corner because if you're comfortable with it and you're working with it where you're actually, you're, you're going to be buying tooling and you're going to be doing work with it and you're going to be loving the product and you're going to be buying a second one recommending you know, us referring well because us. you're going to start calculating how much money exactly. you're making because you're moving faster you're becoming more efficient exactly. your crew is happier you yeah. have opportunities of other jobs coming in people the word is getting out that you can handle it so now you get the phone call so now you get the job and so on and so on and so exactly. on oh, we so had a guy in montreal you know it's really he really takes good care of his equipment of his machines and everything well his name is simon and uh, <laughs> he has a lot of uh, htc machines he used to have now he has high tech grinding, but yeah. uh, he, the guy, he just said to Joe, you know, right now with your new machine, with the new machines I have from you, he bought a 680 and an 820. He just purchased another 680. He said, man, I'm, I'm thinking of growing my team. I'm thinking of growing my business. I can do stuff I didn't used to do before. I'm 20% faster. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it's really nice to hear those comments yeah. about the customers. You know, it's really cool. So talking about like the difference between, you know, some other brand on the market, one of the biggest thing is right now, every time that we put the grinder from HTG, high tech grinding, into, you know, somebody's hand that has another grinder or a different brand, they just fall in love with it. Because, you know, uh, most of the time, you know, those grinders, they're belt driven. 
So bell driven means, you know, there's uh, all the drums is driven by a belt. So sometimes it can be more fragile. So yep. sometimes it can, you know, it, it, it can spin, you know, freely and break the belts. So people, you know, they're more cautious about what they're doing. Our grinder is gear driven. So, I mean, when you're more control, you have more control like and everything logo. is more tight. <laughs> you know, it's a gear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but when, when you're doing heavy stuff with it. That's where the big difference you're going to see is going to be there. You're going to be mo way much more efficient. And we, we are not shy to say it because everyone that has tried right now is just, is just completely shocked right now. How faster they can go, how deeper they can dig with the grinder, how faster they can remove some stuff compared to all the others. And that's exactly why we're doing a lot of demos right now. And we're traveling with everyone and we're showcasing those units because it's just shocking to see that there's some grinders on the market that they are there, but people don't know about them. So that's why we took the whole brand with us and we're just applying our contractor, you know, knowledge that we have in, you know, from the past. And we're just, you know, showing to those guys that, yep. you know, there's a there's a more effective units right now on the market. You maybe don't know about it because it's not well supported, but now we're here and we're supporting it and we're doing the warranty calls and we're doing everything with it. If you want to try it, just just call us. We're going to get to your job and we're going to do it with you. How was it done before, guys? Like before all this great technology came up, I mean, it's obviously you guys designed this and put it all together and built it because there was a demand for it. Was it a bunch of like me guys had smaller tools that were fighting the way to do this? Is that how it was done before? You mean when we started first? No, no, just before, way before, like, like 20, 30 years ago, like how were surface grinding? Was it an option to surface grind back then or was it surface leveling was the option only? So actually my father... His background is uh, he was uh, an installer. So when I when I was, I was seven years old, he has his own company and he was installing floor carpets, tiles, and everything. And one day he saw somebody with uh, not a swing machine, but a very old. It's an older. We called it planetary grinder. Uh, it was uh, one of the first machine on the market, and he saw this and he saw one guy, you know, trying to remove some glue with it. And at this point, he just said that it's going to be the future at some point. And so in, in 2000, he, started, he founded one company in Montreal and he started, you know, searching for grinder on the market. And that's exactly how it started off. You know, he said one day it's going to be specked out. And he said at some point we're just going to everyone's going to need the grinder and just remove the glue because it just makes sense that before applying a new tile or a new stuff, you have to, you know, go back to the concrete and make sure you get your warranty. So that's exactly how it started, you know, on, on our background. And then we're start, we, we started to see, you know, some flaws in the big brand that were on the market. As, like I said earlier, you know, the smaller grinder. There was a big, big issue that if you wanted to do a small job, you had to bring out the big truck, yep. the big thing. So yeah. that's exactly how our thing started. So, But it was all trial and error at that point, trying to yeah. figure out how to make it work because it was bigger machinery, yeah. right? Um, how much is it? Is it a balance between the machine and the actual grind, the, the diamond, like the actual blades themselves? Or yeah, there, there's a balance. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you, even if the machine is better, uh, let's say you have the best machine right now in your hand, and you put the right, the, the wrong tool on it, well, you could be doing 200 square foot with a with a yeah. toolbox, and it's really it an important part inefficient. of it. You know, so the tools is as good as the machine you're using, and that's part of the education that we're doing. Sometimes I talk to customers like, oh, my concrete is really hard, so I gotta use a hard bond diamond. And like, no, man, your diamonds are gonna are going to melt, you're going to lose money, you know, and some people just 
do stuff and they they, they don't have they don't the even inquire and talk to you guys first because my first question would be like call you guys up try to tell you the age of the building try to gauge what that concrete who poured it what kind of i guess mpa it is like how it was fit, or what's on there right yeah. now if it was already your demoed old tile or glue or something like you uh, try to get as many questions yeah, that's really exactly. what's important for yeah. us to ask those questions because sometimes customers will tell you this and that and when you dig and you ask the right questions it's like no you're no no i want to tell you, know? you guys almost like i'm almost thinking of them of the mindset of maybe doing a small core and then showing you guys the core and trying to get that core and identify what's those layers of the core so i get a better sense of the concrete and what that concrete was all about so there's a we have a we have a, a kit that we sell that you know it's publicly available to you know you can purchase it almost everywhere it's a hardness test oh, hardness the, kit yeah exactly i saw that so this i would say is the most basic tool and is if you're starting into the concrete grinding industry you need a kit like that to actually just you know try to pinpoint you what kind of slabs you're dealing with so if you have tile on the surface and glue i mean it's not changing the fact that you're going to get the job but when you're starting grinding you just want to make a small patch test and then you're just going to scratch the floor and adjust to that hardness that you're, you're, you're facing. So if you're going against a soft concrete, well, you want a harder bomb to be more resistant to abrasion. And if you get a, so, uh, you get a harder concrete, well, you're going opposite. You want a softer bond to make sure that the diamond stays, stays exposed and you get a good concrete profile. So a lot of people, they don't understand that. They just, you know, put the wrong tool on the machine. They say, well, uh, I'm having a hard time in four hours doing a 10 by 10. I'm saying it's all about the tools, you know. It's a tool. The machine, I can take the same machine and, you know, grind a 10 by 10 in 30 minutes. But, but it, it's all about the tools. Even if you're bidding on the job, you still look like a rock star. If you start suggesting, let me find out the hardness. Here's exactly. my kit. Way really much more professional. And then answer all these questions and share all this information. Exactly. Yeah. Me as a person who's tendering it out and I'm trying to figure out who am I going to award this job to, it's going to be the person who answered all my questions. Exactly. Not hesitate on my questions, right? Exactly. It, it, it changes the way that you're looking in front of the, contra the, the contractor and yeah. the client you're dealing with. Yeah. And instead of being just a guy that's coming to, you know, above the surface, you look like the guy that know exactly what you're doing. So it changes, you know, the way they see you. And actually after that, they will uh, actually ask advice from you. Exactly. At this point, you're not selling the job. You're getting the job. But this is construction. It's really about relationships. It's about exactly. friendships. Exactly. Especially if you're investing. It's like you guys are investing in my business and I'm investing in my business. And I've always said that anybody that you want to align with, you should align with people that care about your business as much as you care about your business because that's hard to find, right, when it yeah. comes to employees and things like that. So if you can get suppliers that are helping you out with your business and they care about your business, it makes sense. So now you've got their number. You can call them up. There's an issue. I could talk to them. This is a situation. And you're only going to grow from there, no? Yeah, 100%. That's how it works. That's how good construction companies start growing, Exactly. Right? So now you guys have... Sorry, what was the smallest machine diameter-wise? It's 18-inch. 18-inch. Yeah. And the uh, biggest is 36? Oh, yeah, almost 37. Uh, almost 38, the 955, yeah. And then you have a ride-on that has two head attached of 32 inches. I didn't and see the ride-on one. It's going to be it's at called the show. It's called a tank. It's going to be at the CC. Yeah. Are all of them black? Uh, Are they all black? Black yeah. and red. Black, yeah, and, black red. and red. That's what yeah. I thought. Everything. All of them. Yeah, they look pretty slick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the, no, whole, the whole brand <laughs> is black and red. <laughs> Yeah, but, but yeah, it's going to be showcase. Uh, yeah, it's, it has a two head and uh, there's two, there's two a one 37 head? Inch? 32 inches head. And they uh, actually overlap each other. So you don't, you don't have a joint in the middle. So you're just making a nice 62 inches profile. 
2,500 pounds of grinding pressure. It's one of the most heaviest pressure you can get on the market right now. And it has a vacuum attached to it, so it's a complete unit. You don't have to buy a separate vacuum, just buy the whole unit, yeah. sit on it, put the diamond, and then just grind. And your power is going directly to a generator that's... Runs on 480, 480. you need 65 amps to Got run it. it. Yeah, so exactly. you're drawing a lot of power, but you need that, right? Yeah. Exactly, but you're, you know, with a unit like that, you should be aiming at at least doing 20,000 square foot a day. Do you have to factor in if it's a big boy or a small boy that gets on the machine? It's a big seat, so we're good. But it doesn't lower the machine <laughs> a tiny bit, or no? no. It doesn't change. matter. It doesn't change <laughs> the it. machine. You got a small jockey. You got a big <laughs> jockey. Like I don't. So the machine as itself weighs six thousand pounds. So, so you won't. It won't sink a little bit at it's all. It's not changing anything. It's hydraulic, and it actually has a, an hovering function. So it's actually making the head float, and all the you know each head has a suspension built in. So uh, you know the weight that you're putting in the middle doesn't change anything. The head as itself, you know, it has its own pressure. Is it fun to drive? It is well. <laughs> if you put uh, if if you put music in your ears, yeah, yeah, or listen to it, a podcast, exactly. Yeah. We should build in a speaker. Yeah, nice. we should have speakers in the back. <laughs> no, don't make it like a big Hardy Davidson with the speaker and the stereo Just set. Be missing the Everybody can the hear side. the music yeah. that you're listening to. No, don't do that. Put it on the headset. So it's that big, huh? And yeah, those are for big warehouse or big wheat. Exactly. spaces yeah. right that you just exactly. got to get the job done quickly yeah. exactly. so basically one of the our cust one of our customer in toronto right now he, he's a guy that you know we're, we're not going to name them but no. you know they they make a lot of big warehouse they actually aim at that because you know instead of having right now they have a three-head grinder but they have to buy a separate vacuum to attach to it to make sure it's powerful enough well, he said that's a very good, you know, solution to I could just put one guy on the unit and just, you know, manage the cable and everything is built in. So that's why, you know, he's very interested to see it. But it's mostly done for, you know, big warehouse or you know yeah. those Amazon and stuff yeah. like that that they build. So now you mentioned a little bit earlier um, about the wrong hardness of diamond, depending on the, the hardness of the, of the concrete. Sometimes if it's a softer concrete, you don't need the harder because it's just going to burn it is that what you were talking about oh, let's say if uh, the or is the other way around is the way around so okay. let's say if the con the guy said oh the country the concrete is really hard so i need a a hard bound diamond that's so the go-to thought right no it's, but it's, that's not it's the other way around it's soft you know and so it's down to building the advice and everything so that's something that we're, we're really uh, working on doing right now is uh, building up the high-tech academy uh something we want to do like to add value to the customer and help out you know the, the guys out there to build value in their business you know so we did the first module on electric power so understanding the electric power what it draws you know what it draws from the building the transformator what you need in the machine the how big the cable you need the plugs. a lot of people they messes that you know they think that because instead of going 480 you can buy a unit on 240 and plug no. it anywhere no but we have to actually explain to them that if that unit from on the 480 is pulling let's say 30 amps well, we're just going to do quick maths. Not exactly how it is, but, you know, just some, it's going to be close to it. But 240 is going to be like 60 amps. 60 amps is not the same cable size as 30 amps. So we're explaining, yes, you have a difference, you know, of not having to invest into a generator. But instead of using, let's say, 10-gauge cable for 30 amps, you're going to be using number six. It's going to be twice the cost. So, and it's going to be twice the the weight, you know, the weight. <laughs> so <laughs> you have to manage that but you guys have done that you've you you understand the specs you've created the machine so all of a sudden you know what's 
required. That yeah, we 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 do most of them. They're sold on the 480, but a lot of people they think that we, uh, that's part of the education why we're doing the module and the electrical parts yeah. is because a lot of people think because you're going 240, you're just going to be saving the time from uh, you know using a transformer no, and everything. We're way. explaining that you, you need know to have so much space in the panel and you know, sometimes that's not easy. You know exactly, and you so know have that right amperage on the panel. Draw, you, you know and. Y The higher the voltage is, the easier it is to extend the cable. The lower the voltage is, the harder it gets, and the, ge the, the bigger the cable needs to be. So a lot of times, you know, people, you know, we just have to explain to them that if you're trying to work 400 feet, you know, from your power source, well, if you're doing it with a smaller voltage, you're probably going from number six to number four then, you know, and it's, it's just, yeah. you know, and that same extension, instead of costing $1,000, is going to be costing $4,000. So, Hardnesses on um, on the actual blades themselves on the diamonds, like you guys, a variety different you guys have that you offer. Oh, we have uh, we have all the grids, all the bonds from extra soft to extra hard, yeah. from 16 to 150. And then you get into grid. the whole polishing world as well too. Oh, we have <laughs> the pads. The so like, what is it? I mean, like we're we're not talking about like 40 grit here. It ain't 60 grit. Like we're not talking that. This is a yeah. whole different ball game, yes. right? Yeah, you're 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 starting at like 50 grits for the transition pad. You know, there's 30 grits too, but it's not an not an offense situation but uh, let's say normal transition is going to be like 50 and then you're going to go 100 200 400 800 1500 and then you have the option of 3000 but most of the people they never go that far because you don't need to well 1500 is for polishing yeah, yeah. for yeah. polishing and like then polishing beautiful concrete yeah. you're going to be mirror at 1500 yeah. you should be mirror but we're not going to name the guy but they were doing a school somewhere And uh, about w polishing, <laughs> and uh, they were using uh, our 955. Okay. And, uh, you know, maybe you can tell more about it, you know, because of the weight in the machine and the passes yeah, they so cut. And, you know, one of the big impressive. Yeah. So, one of the big evolution of tooling, you know, it's in the, po in the polishing side. So, yes. you know, let's say that the grinding side, I mean, there's different bonds, but, you know, it's almost the same thing now you know from you know one company to others okay but if you go on the polishing side there's been a lot of you know evolution so there's been like now the ceramic the ceramic pad there's a lot of hybrid pad and you know a lot of people they don't know about it so we started a project in montreal uh, in a school and we made it we did a test so we used the grinding pressure of the 955 the biggest grinder that we have the 36 mm -hmm. inches grinder it's uh, almost 1700 pounds almost 18 1740. Oh, 1740, sorry. Yeah. So, and the pad. No, the, the, the grinder as itself. Okay. So it's very heavy. Yes. So we tried one thing. We said maybe we can cut down the metal pass. So the first segments that we're supposed to use to open up the concrete, because that concrete was brand new and it, the, the, the finish was perfect. So we tried to go over with a cera uh, ceramic pad, which is a, it's a pad, it's, made, it's a ceramic bond. Instead so of starting with the metals, just e directly with transition. Exactly. We go directly with transitional pad. And uh, we use 30 grits. We loaded up that unit. And we're, we're actually able to pass through the cream one pass and expose salt and peppers. Really? So I, instead of having all the troubles from going to the 40 and the 80 grits and the 150 like before... We're able to right now use new tools, more advanced tools, and you put it on a, under a very heavy grinder and just go through that cream pass. So we're saving three passes. So anyone can count right now. The thing is a lot of people, you know, they, they count the price on the toolbox, but the thing is the real cost on the job is your labor time. Yeah. 
So if you're saving three passes on 2,000 square foot, you're saving a lot of well, You can count the time you're saving for your guys. Even on the grinder, yeah. you know, you're just saving the whole time. So that that's part of the, you know, polishing side. There's a lot of tools that right now people don't know about that we've been, you know, showing to some people. And it's funny because in Montreal, there's now, they're, they're now building a lot of schools. We took that same process to another company in, in, in the different school, like 20 minutes from the other one. We showed them exactly the same process to that other company. And they just said, well, it's, I just spent three days, two guys in one room. I could have done it in one day. So he said, I'm just going to buy the machine. So what's and the more profitable at that exactly. point? Exactly. Yeah. So that's part of, you know, education. But, you know, on the polishing side, there's a lot of new tools that we try to, you know, show to the people and, you know, explain to them. But because of the grinder, it weights more than traditional grinder belt driven. It changed the way that, you know, you can operate now. So, you know, that's the whole thing and mix that we're doing right now. When we go on a job site, we try to, you know, teach and educate as much as we can to make you save time and be more profitable on the job. Are you seeing younger companies more inclined to go this way where buy the right machine to make my business more efficient? I feel that, yes. I feel. I that see it. it. I see it happening. I, I feel they that. see the value in spending that money yeah. knowing that it's going to be cheaper yeah. and more profitable by going this way. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes I, we talk to new customers, uh, new guys doing starting their business pretty young and, you know, they look at the competition and they come see us, they see the advice we give, you know, they see the value in this kind of equipment and starting up the right way, you know. So I feel that's smart move to do because, you know, you, you get the right advice, you get the right warranty, you know, our, our grinders have three year warranty. So it's like, you know, yes, you're getting this type of equipment where you, you have something to back it up. So, you know, it, what you're saying is really true, man, is as we see, you know, right now, the younger people, you know, they're more aware of what's happening, but they're more open-minded, you know, to, you know, discuss. I would say that right now, you know, they, they can easily get information out there. So a lot of people, you know, they attach to the bigger brands. But the thing is when you're, I would say, ready to, you know, learn and see other people, when we, you know, come into the deal, you know, they, they really want to listen and, you know, understand. So when we go to a job and, you know, show them, you know, about the new grinder and everything, they're less, I would say, to try it out and actually you know they, they, they're more easy to get in the you know into a new machine and new tools to try it out you know but with the, the, the former generation of my father it was impossible <laughs> no to do. I agree with you you know even in Montreal because my father is one you know one of the former company that grinds concrete you know yeah there's a lot of you people that were you know starting their business around him you know he, he trained actually like two three of the biggest prep company in Montreal right now. And those companies, they just said, well, you know, everything that comes around PHX or whatever it is, former to that family, I just don't want you to do anything with it. But as soon as, you know, those guys, they retire. So we're starting to see it right now. So as me, I'm taking over. And same thing, you know, with their, their son in their company, they're taking over too. We're starting to see, and we just had in Vegas, you know, one guy went to the to the booth, and I, I used to, you know, play around with him when I was young, and he just said, well, my father is retiring right now, so I'm, you know, I'm open to just come see your machine and your stuff, and, you know, there's no war anymore, so, yes, the younger... It's a numbers game. Exactly. I'll give you, I'll give you an example. 15 plus years ago, when I did my first basement rental, and I always did a separation of the base from the concrete from the plywood, you put insulation, and then I would have to tap con each sheet of plywood into the concrete. I only had a hammer drill. 
So 28 per sheet times whatever, it was 1,500 square feet. Took me a day and a half to install those Tapcons. But then I quickly realized you buy an SDS gun, took me hours to install the same amount. So you buy the right tool and you do the job in a fraction of the time and you actually move on to the next stage. You finish the job faster, you get another job. Now you're becoming profitable. It's almost like you need the younger generation, which I think they're already doing it, but you need the older generation listening to their accountant. Exactly. Saying this job took this long, but if it would have taken this long, you would have made this much more money. Exactly. It's a mix of two right now. Yeah. That's why it's a nice balance. So that's why I, yeah. I like seeing the younger and they're doing this for business. They're doing it for tools. Everybody's doing it for like, they're trying to, they're, they're trying to figure out how to make their businesses more efficient, yeah. which becomes more competitive, which means that you'll get the job, which means you could do more work, hire more people and grow. Exactly. So there's value attached to all yeah. of that. I want to ask you guys, how do you guys keep like, it's like zero dust, man. Like it's zero. Is it like, what is it? Is, is it zero? Is it like there's 99.9 or something like that? It's or next it, to no dust. Or it really depends on the kind of heavy prep that you're doing. You know, we saw it on some heavy, heavy, heavy a clean concrete floor. You know, and now was, you grind. There was a bit of dust, but you know, there's no dust in the air. So you know, it's a kind of a dust free environment. Uh, which is a health thing, right? Exactly. 100%. So the, the whole purpose of the vacuum right now, is to make sure you're you're working dust free. Dust free mean you shouldn't have any airborne dust. Yes. Okay. Because there's one thing you can't control. Let's say that the concrete is super soft. Well, at some point, you know, the vacuum is not a, the vacuum itself won't be able to you know remove everything from under the grinder. But there's going to be one thing. If your grinder is well designed and you have your skirt around it that you know create the pressure inside. Well, you're gonna prevent you're gonna prevent from having airborne dust. Yes, that's the dust you want to prevent. Yes, because you want to make sure that all the workers around you they work you know safely. But still, when you're doing grind uh, dry grinding, you still have to wear a mask as yeah. your PPE. That's yeah. no choice. The only way to make sure that this dust is at zero is to do wet grinding. But this is getting out of you know most of it. So all the guys what they do now is they get a very good vacuum. They get the proper setup. So, you know, all the grinder now, most of them, they're not, they're all designed, you know, um, as the, the bottom skirt is going to be all metal based. Okay. And there's going to be a nice rubber shroud around it okay. to prevent, you know, the dust from coming out. And then they're just going to work into, a, you know, a designed area. And they're just going to prevent, you know, the worker from walking in that area until it's completely cleaned from any dust. So it's a dust-free environment. There's no airborne dust. But still, you know, you have to make sure that, you know, when you work around, you, you know, you do, you, you do, you work smart, you know, with yeah. it. But and I feel so much people forget how important a good vacuum is sometimes, honestly. Oh. <laughs> I know. Tell it to the electrician. <laughs> just talk to no. me about the grinder. But no, yeah, what I know. about the vacuum? The vacuum right? is critical. Doing? Like I don't. You have a shop vac? It's yeah, <laughs> you, you, no, you, you, once you get into the world of HEPA and you understand the value yeah. of, a, of a variable grind or a vacuum, like, like in attachments and connections and it's just walking on the job site like we're back in my early days like it was normal to see a wall of dust <laughs> and that's not healthy right that's, that's that, not at all but the the requirement of still having a mask is that just a building code requirement like that's just a ministry of labor requirement even though there's no surface 
dust in the air because the machine is and the vacuum is containing it? That's still OSHA. It's a OSHA regulation. Okay, so, so they it's want still it. health and safety. They, you have to wear a mask because it's silica dust. So they want to make sure that even if there's anything happening, you're still you're walking into you know the dust, so it, you know it can come up a little bit. So yeah, they 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 always required to have the mask. The only time that you can get rid of it is if you you do wet grinding. That's the only time, okay. And, you know, most of the people, they don't do that anymore because it's just too complicated. Now, you guys also have the scrubber, right? Yeah. So, and would that help as well too? Yeah. So, actually, what we're seeing right now is uh, not only it prevents for the dust, but the scrubber, it does help you for the odor. So, when you're grinding glue uh, or epoxy... It goes airborne, the chemical. Exactly. Yeah. So, you, you know, those particles, you know, even if you don't see dust, you, you still get the smell. So what the scrubber does is not only it filters the dust, but it filters the odor too. So we've 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 seen a lot of you know jobs in uh, you know like uh, let's say the brick store or they you know they don't close the whole store. They just you know renovate some small section yep. and they just put tarps you know yep. to to prevent you from seeing inside. But still, if you're grinding or polishing, you know grinding that concrete or removing that glue, there's uh, you know the particle that smells. You'll see. Yep. If you put the the the, the scrubber. You actually help and prevent, you know, that odor from coming out. So you actually, you know, create a better experience for the store. So you, it's a way to elevate your game, you know. As that's how we sell it to the to to the contractor. So it's not only about you know filtering the air, but it's filtering the odor too. And it's just you know a better way to make sure that you know you're working dust free, but you're working. I never thought odor about free. the odor. The odor makes a lot of sense because it's true. Like we've yeah. all been there where you start. Even if it's a small area and you start just cutting towards it, you'll it, it just smells a certain way you because know, you're yeah. heating up the uh, the chemicals inside the yeah. glue. Yeah, you know, sometimes you're pouring epoxy, and even if it's uh, you know there's no there's no solvent into it, and it's VOC compliant. Most of the time, or you know, you're, if you're working office space, you know, there's a smell to it, the resin smell. smell. Yeah, and you know, a lot of people they're going, oh, you know, I'm feeling sick and everything. Even if you know that there's no really they danger just they, they just, just want to sit there, there. <laughs> but if you if you if you're you know you're combining the scrubbers to your offering and saying you know i i i can work into a space and you know put some units to you know really prevent you know that odor from coming out maybe it can you know prevent you from working into a night shift and going into a day shift because you're just you know work helping yourself with those tools that you have around you now scrubbers power is still an issue too right you got to be conscious of the power that it's drawing and it should not be like you have to be aware of how much power is being drawn, right? Exactly. So the scrubber is actually, well, now the scrubber that we have, the version, we removed the second outlet that there was in, uh, that was on it because, you know, the first version that we had, there was a second outlet on it to daisy chain them. So let's say that you want to put two, three scrubbers in chain, you could do it. But, you know, a lot of people, they were using that outlet as a iPhone charger. As a iPhone <laughs> charger or a three-way plug, oh, pulling way no. much more hand than you're supposed, bar, and the yeah. way the way that it's designed, you know, the power has to, you know, it's only diverted from the main board. So you know, the people used to blow up those boards. So we had to replace all of them, and you know, we did a lot of warranty calls on them. Even if you know, we had some boards that came in the shop and they were completely punctured from something and you know we, we we just went you know completely aware that there was an issue on the field and we just didn't look at it we just changed them but now you know we removed that outlet because nobody could actually just you know prevent anyone from plugging a grinder or a chipper or a mixer directly into that outlet and just blowing up the board so filters yeah so how many are there there's uh one pre-filters there's one carbon filters and there's one epo filters okay 
the pre-filters we recommend to changing it well it's depending on the dust you're making how much but dust? let's say uh, let's say each day at least change it once a day if you're let's say grinding very close to it because you want to suck up that dust and use it as a vacuum well change it every hours you know it's only for a box of 10 you're almost like uh it's ten dollars a filter so you're around hundred dollars for 10 filters so. okay so you're not 10 bucks close. So just be aware of the filters and just... Exactly. And it's also, like you said, it depends on how much airborne dust there is. Exactly. That's what's going to clog up the filter exactly. at that Because time. if you're passing pre-filters, then you're clogging up HEPA filters. The HEPA costs a little bit much more to change than the pre-filters. So let me ask you this question. How come the scrubber's not black and red? Uh, because it's uh, <laughs> actually this... The scrubber was part of the PHX line, not HTG line. So okay, so it's going to become... Black and red. Yeah, maybe, in the, maybe in the not. near future. Okay. <laughs> I, I just did, I noticed that it was a lot of black and red. It looked really good. And then all of a sudden I see the scrubber and I love scrubbers, but it's not black and red. And so it's uh <laughs> actually this this product is a you know, it's a different line, so that's why it just came out different. We didn't well, there's actually another scrubber on the market, red, so we had to come up with a different option. Black well, we're working into dust, so it won't be looking black for a long time. So we decided to go point. gray yeah, that's a good point. for the dust. It wouldn't be black. So, it's like a black know, car, right? It's the it, same exactly. Thing. It's the same yeah. thing. And us, we work with white dust. So, you know, black is not the best. So <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you guys about um, how many different types of surfaces can you do use machines on? Or is it just specifically concrete? Like you can't get into other kinds of hardness materials or can you? I'm assuming you can. So if you get the expertise and knowledge right. too, uh, you know, but uh, I wouldn't recommend, you know, from going to from zero to there, but you can do, you know, terrazzo with them. I was you just, can, that's terrazzo was what uh, I was thinking about. You, you can, people work But marble, you need education you know. and skill. Uh, exactly. Because terrazzo is a complete different process. Yes. You get cementious terrazzo, you get epoxy terrazzo, two different base, uh, you know, the, 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 it worked completely different from each other because one is soft, one is hard. So you just need to get, you know, the knowledge before going there. But it's two types of surface you can do. Uh, some people, you know, they work their way around with the lighter machine to do marbles and uh, some, uh, you know, softer stones. But we do recommend to, you know, use a swing buffers to do them because that's the the, the original process. Yeah, yeah get more into a polishing state of mind exactly. instead of a grinding state it, of mind right it's always about you know those type of you know marble and it's always about polishing so you're you're refreshing the polishing so you're never really grinding it unless you're putting something over you know right, we had this customer wanting to polish marble and he wanted he had a big surface to do like thirty thousand square feet and he wanted to do it with, with a big grinder 32 inch and i was like man it's too heavy you can do that you know yeah because those just didn't have the right advice and what was his first big job he had and yeah, that would be a little nervous. Yeah, so then I talked to Jonathan and, you know, we gave the right advice to the yeah. guy, but, you know. Well, I'm just thinking, like, yeah, sure, you've got <laughs> bigger homes that have, you know, they they did that as a, as a flooring, but I'm also thinking about churches and things like that. So you've got a lot of older natural stones that need to be... It's a lot of terrazzo. Yeah. Schools, old schools, schools old church. There's a lot of terrazzo. Yeah. I mean, if you want to grind terrazzo, you can grind it like anything else it's going to be a softer material so I'll just you know act as it's a soft concrete but if you want to polish it you want to restore it you want to repair it you that's another different game completely i'm, I'm fascinated by terrazzo i've never i know that there's some courses here in toronto i'm sure there's yeah. some in, in quebec as well too i'd love to learn more about it because i think that's a material or an idea that could see a resurgence i think a lot of people could be using it in new new construction 
there's uh we feel like there's not much applicator for uh you well, know Well that's the, the other thing is they're all dying off. Exactly. That's the unfortunate thing. The right? one that's coming really into it's not new but it's you know it's very popular in the US if you go in the US you know all the Wawa stores and you know a lot of the commercial store they're now done with the epoxy terrazzo. Yeah. It's a different process you can control it but now you can add those all those fancy color you know the blue the red you know all the not the hurt color which from the cement you're yes. getting. So now you know the the epoxy terrazzo is getting very popular if you look at the montreal airport all the new section has been done with it it's all white and black and you know they made this but there's long let's say in montreal there's only like one or two contractor that can do the job so the thing is you don't have much people to offer it so what what happens at the same time it ramps up the price so when and then I, people choose a different option exactly yeah. so you know mm. instead of, i heard some story about you know in montreal a hundred dollars square foot for epoxy terrazzo it's it gets epoxy. expensive it gets really expensive so then you, you know? choose a different and option it's only for the terrazzo so if your concrete's not good under you have to get a budget to correct it first so you know it's that's where it gets really really expensive and i heard in the u.s a lot of contractors are doing it at like uh 40 50 square foot so it's like half the price because there are way much more people offering yeah it. they're offering that and then, there's the temperature you know epoxy doesn't set well you know under 10 so here it's very complicated with fast track project and you know you just has to need to go fast and so it just it's a thing that we see down in the u.s but here not that much not that much there is a there is a, a strong love for concrete eh? like you get a lot of tradespeople that like it's almost the same with people that do framing and they do woodworking they have the same kind of passion for concrete That's and true. like concrete poured and concrete new and then concrete refinished and and kind of brought back to life there's a lot of interesting people that have such a passion for it and they always want these tools right but they also in the beginning they weren't very cautious of their health you know what I mean? So they started doing this work dangerously. We all did it. Listen, we all did it. And that's why you guys are very conscious about the health and airborne. We all are guilty. I'm including myself. There's plenty of times that your nostrils are all full of stuff and you blow your nose and you're like, wow, what's, that's not mucus. I don't know what that is. Right. So, but I mean, that's, they, nowadays they're more conscious of it. Yeah. Now they care about it, but now they can build the business healthy. That's important. Really? It's, uh, I think it's a very good thing that, you know, they get more and more cautious, but it's not only for them now, but I mean, it's for the whole, you know, construction uh, site that you're, you're working on. Yeah, you know? other tradespeople that are exactly. near you. Yes. You know, I, I saw a lot of situation now in Montreal that it's the other trades that complain now. So you see the, the contractor doesn't even have a choice right now to, you know, ramp up his game because if he doesn't do it, there's other contractor right now that are, that are way much more compliant and they understand way much more the condition of the others. You know, I, I would say the old ways of doing construction that we don't care about each other's and we don't care about the other people on the job site and we just do our job and we finish and we go. It, those days are over. You know, the, like you said, the younger people, they care about everything. They check. They want to make sure their health and, sa their, their health and safety, but not only them, you know, they're going to check if the other one is doing, you know, let's say demolition armor right next to them. They're just going to say it's not working like that, you know, stop that or just i'm gonna i'm gonna go away but it's gonna be the same thing with the grinder if you're not working with a proper setup and you're doing a lot of airborne dust well the next trade is gonna come and it's gonna say well, if this guy continue i'm just gonna I'm quit not gonna work. you know i know i, I saw a very big very very big project in montreal that 
a lot of trades, like 100 person. They were just, if you guys continue like that, we're just gonna, we're just gonna stop. And they have the right to say that. Exactly. I mean, I call it secondhand construction. Exactly. Because the thing is, you're putting all these other people at, at risk, but then yeah. they're being forced to do their job to get yeah. things done. Because especially in commercial, yeah. there's yeah. deadlines, and you have to open up. And you, when you don't open up, you have to, you're losing money at that point. Exactly. So you try to force other trades on there, but if you have all this airborne dust going on, you can't, you can't force them to work in there exactly. anymore. And to, to answer your first question, you, you said there's a lot of people, they have a big, big, big passion for the concrete now. And we tend to see that a lot. And on our side, that's the best concrete polishers that you can get. The best concrete polishers are the ones that are very passionate about the concrete. Because every job that you're going to get into is going to be a different job. So a lot of people, when they want to know more about polishing... We explain to them, and let's say they come from, you know, um, epoxy business, they come from, you know, prep side, demolition company wants to, you know, add the polishing to their, to their line that they're doing, their, their service they offer. I would say that most of the time I say, do you have those guys that are passionate about the concrete or you, go, you only have those guys that just want to, you know, get rid of the grinder as soon as they can to apply or do something else? I said, I don't have those, you know, finishing guys. So I'm saying don't go into polishing side. If you, the best polisher that we have right now are the ones that, you know, they get on the job and they, they are ready and they understand that they're going to have to adapt because most of the time a job is probably not going to be only one concrete. There's going to be like two, three, four different type of concrete on the same job because they did a patch. You know, they poured that. The first truck was good. I, I had the second truck the next morning. We had a problem. He got stopped, you know, in the tunnels or whatever. He, he got in traffic jam. He arrived late. We had to pour it down, you know, very wet. And, you know, the, the whole hardness is completely different. So, you know, on the, yeah. same, the same job, the guy has to adapt three times. But That's the result has to yeah. be the same. So the... So I really, really feel you when you're saying, you know, that we're seeing more and more passion because us, we're seeing it into the polishing side. It's getting more and more bigger and we're seeing more and more, you know, passionate people. And those are the best polishers in the industry right now. They're educating themselves. Exactly. Right. Am, am I am I a weird one? When I walk into warehouses, I stare at the concrete. I stare how smooth <laughs> it is and how clean the floor is. Am I weird for doing that or something? I, I see all the shelves and I see everything all organized. But then I'm looking at the floor going, this is nice concrete. I wouldn't mind having this concrete inside my house. We, That's how nice it looks. We are flooring guys, so. <laughs> I just like look, but then also on the other side, when I see bad concrete in oh, yeah. warehouses. And, Directly notice it. And you're hearing forklifts and the, the knives rattling and they're just getting material and you're like, oh. Exactly. This is bad, right? Exactly. But that's, you know, one big thing that's going to differentiate you from the other contractor. Let's say that you're doing, you're doing a floor and let's say you're, uh, I would say that's something that's coming very popular now in the industry is it, everyone wants to leave it bare concrete, but they yeah. don't want to polish it. Sometimes they just want you to do one or two passes of metal bonds and they just want to seal it. So we call it grind and seal. It's getting more and more popular. But I think uh, the, the thing is if your guys are not aware of what they're doing, you know, you, you can see all the flaws in the floor. You totally will. And if a company adapts really well, well, they can get a lot of surfaces because if it's, you know, looks very flawless when they're doing it, well, they're just going to leave, you know, a, a better card on the job than the other company is. So I would say that to the, all the companies that are doing polishing or, you know, grinding right now, you should be adapting and making sure that your guys are making the right job right now because the concrete as itself is getting more and more popular. 
And I would say that, you know, instead of here, it's an office space. So it's normal to have carpet. But most of the corridor office space it's that we concrete. see, they just leave it concrete because it doesn't wear down. You know, if they have to do sealers, well, they're just going to, you know, buff it up a little bit, put a new coat of sealers and it's gone for another five years. So we're getting it. We're, we're seeing it getting way much more popular than it was before. But it's important to understand the techniques behind that because you know that if you walk into warehouses that are supplying material for the construction industry, you're getting architects and engineers and designers walking through there. And it, it's almost like a calling card. Yeah, It's a business card at that point. Oh, yeah. as, a, as a small business and you polish that, you actually had something to do with that, make that concrete look a certain way. Someone's going to look at that as they're looking at a tile and they're going to be looking at tile and they're going to be looking at the floor. And they'll be like, why don't we do the floor? Exactly. Which everybody nowadays wants to get larger and larger and larger, which basically means just pour the concrete, polish it, grind it, set it up. That's, That's what it. you want to do. And in five years, if we're tired, we're just going to grind it off. And, and do it again. Do it something else. Exactly. Yeah. Instead of having to remove the whole thing, grind the glue. Oh, there's a problem. You know, you need to repair it. There's extra budget. Now you're just working with the concrete as itself. So that's why it's getting more popular because you can, you can just control it. A question back to the uh what's the machine called the one that cuts the shaver the shaver, the shaver. shaver sorry the shaver yeah but that's the, actually the one that we have uh, the cs320 it has uh, both drums you can shave with it and you can scarify with it that's something special about it that the competition doesn't have yeah and i'm eventually going to get to you guys about how we switch in these blades how we switch in everything like it's is is it easy it's, it's going to be the same way as uh, if you were replacing the drum. Let's say that your blades are finished. You, you have to open the side door. And there, there's uh, on the blade drum, there's only like two brackets. You just loosen them up and you just slide them out. That's I mean, it? Yeah, it takes, if everything went well, 20 minutes, you can change it. Worst case scenario, one hour, you can swap it. But most of the machine on the market right now, they require yourself to rewire the whole motor to go lower speed or change the pulley on the side to go lower speed. Us, we have a custom motor on the unit with the drive. You can actually select the speed that you want. So the drive send the, the right RPM to the motor so you can run lower RPM for the cutters and you can run faster RPMs with the blades. So mm. that's one of the big, big plus of our units is for the same price as the others, you get both drum and you can do both work and you can swap them out in one hour. It's efficiency. Exactly. exactly. What other new toys you guys working on right now? That one <sighs> that you can share. You can't share anymore. Uh, no, there's nothing new. There's a uh, actually in testing right now with iTech. There's a uh, a new shaver milling machine. It's gonna be uh, laser controlled. So a little bit bigger than. So the it would be able to tell you where the high spots are. Or? Actually, you gotta you 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 gotta see it as the same way as they're doing the road. So somebody's gonna set one level, and let's say that you're hitting that spot at one place, you're one inch off. Well, this unit is just gonna cut that one in uh, one inch off by laser. So it's just gonna no cut. No matter off. if the grade goes up or down, no, it's just cutting the whole that. machine as itself is uh, oh. is controlled by hydraulic. Yeah. So it's a it, it's way much bigger than you know the portable units like we just discussed. But it's bringing the whole game to another level. Let's say you're doing big warehouse, and now you know most of the warehouse they have um, they have autonomous lift. So you know, let's say Amazon and stuff like that, they don't have any driver. But those lift as soon as they hit a bump, sometimes they just stop for no reason. Yep. 
so they get you know out of or, out of order so they get they, they 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 have to find a way you know to correct those floors and make sure they're super flat so we're seeing on the brand new concrete we're seeing you know those new technology with those new big machine that you know laser grade but in the prep side we didn't saw that you know that much uh, there's like one machine in Europe and it's like more than 2 million for a, a unit and now with iTech we're bringing you know a very small portable unit a little bit bigger than the 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 shaver that we just discussed but this unit you'll be able to set it up just get on it and you know you'll be able to shave 400 millimeter wide laser from 1 inch to 2 inch that's something that's, that we're working right now with that's them that's impressive right yeah. Because nobody's doing that right now. No, not portable. Not portable. Most of them, it's road stuff and it's huge stuff, and uh, you know, it's it's not in a portable way. But the thing is, you when you're getting you know that precise, most of the time the problem is going to be the operator behind the machine. You know? Yeah, your operator has to be so skilled. That I know, but that's that's difficult. Even if you're so skilled, that's still extremely difficult. Exactly. To, to maintain that skill set. So one of the things that happen on the road is they just you know prevent the whole you know graining stuff and having somebody to check the heights and everything. Now the everyone is on the same page, just you know all laser controlled. So if you get, can apply the same thing to the height correction on a on a job that say that one guy can operate one or two three machine because you just need somebody to press forward and reverse on the machine that's it is there a cup holder on the machine right <laughs> on. there is one most of those autonomous unit they I'm have i'm assuming that there'd be for the coffee right I no? is there for coffee and for espresso or is it just coffee yeah actually there's two <laughs> two cup holder spots so you can uh <laughs> do you guys ever need to i guess would you i don't know asphalt would you have to ever, no i don't think you need to grind asphalt you'd be removing asphalt right uh um, so i don't think you grind asphalt. we met a guy in uh yeah we were pretty uh it was oh uh, really he grinds asphalt yeah because you know we talked about it because we had got a guy in ottawa <laughs> who needed to do a, a road that. job and uh you know we just talked about you know if we cannot do it with with a grinder because of the abrasion you know it's just gonna turn into a kind of glue and yeah it's not yeah. gonna work you know and i was talking to this guy he, he's from spain and he um that's what they do. They, they they grind asphalt. So he showed me the whole process and the videos. And it was it was kind of complicated because he manufactured with a tooling company. He manufactured a special recipe for the tooling that he puts under the machine. And he explained me the whole thing. And honestly, I don't really remember it because it was really it complicated. It was a unique process. Um, really? Yeah. So it's the first time I heard that because everything I ever heard, always heard from, from these guys and asphalt is that can really but do as that, soon as you, know? you you know you heat it up i mean it's it activates it so it, it becomes it just spread out yeah you know? it becomes like a goop or this something. guy showed us video that uh, you know he was actually you know grinding the whole surface and then he was applying a new kind of you know cement that he developed and he, he, it acts as a sealer and then regrinds it and you know it becomes as a brand new asphalt uh, asphalt so and then i was like how do you do that like it wouldn't work here in canada because of the cold you know summer winter all the seasons and he's like oh we're in the part of spain where in europe there's a the more change of temperature so sometimes it can be like zero at night and then day it can be like 18. he's like what that sounds like montreal or canada or toronto whatever it's the you same know? weather conditions yeah. but yeah. what would be the reasoning why he would have to change the height or grind down asphalt 
Uh, actually, uh, it was mostly as uh, we were correcting. Speaking. Yeah, correcting it. Just, oh, just correcting yeah, it. Yeah, just leveling it. Oh, so would it because be you like know probably with the water and everything, yeah, you know, so the rocks get exposed. Overused. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So now it was just becoming smooth again and just you know flat. It kind of. Then he was sense. putting up. Uh, That's the first the time first I heard pass, something like that. He was putting a resin. He told me, like a resin sealer or something like that, and then they go over it to correct it. Yeah. And he was telling me how he liked doing that because. Uh, you know, we're doing outdoor work, some details, some things that are not perfect. You know, it's not going to be like an inside job. They're not going to be like, hey, this part, this part, just like it's outdoor. So the process of finishing the job, if, even if it's not perfect at some places, it was really easier than working inside. But uh, I got his contact and I was like, man, we really get to like, talk more it's about this. It's an interesting conversation. Because uh, yeah. I wish he was here to be able to speak more detail about it because it was really technical, the, the approach he had. But the guy had like 20 years of experience in that. And uh, actually, he uses our machines over there in Spain. So it's pretty. I want you guys to sell your machines to every single city in Canada. Because whenever you walk on our sidewalks, you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> I don't know who it is. I want to catch him one day. <laughs> I don't know who it is, but I want to catch him one day. When you get the sidewalk where it just moves because of winter. And they come along with my grinder that i use that i threw out and they just grind a tiny bit of it <laughs> but it's still a bump yeah. and it's annoying right it's still a thing that we we see now to correct it they just that's get the, the correction that they come up with yeah. when you guys could take your machine and fix the whole piece exactly. and it's perfectly smooth that's where it comes you know about the education you know the more yeah. and more we're going to do marketing the more and more we're going to expose and like i said you know the, the the just the shaving machine as itself so many people they don't know about it they don't know what to do with it because most of it is not going to be most of it's not going to be like you know you're not going to get on a job to actually shave you know you're going to get there for other reason and this is going to be an extra to it but you know, most of the people, they don't know about it. They just still use that 8-inch or 10-inch care fire that removes, you know, 1-8 per passes. And then you have this unit that you can use. And, you know, if depending on how aggressive you want to be, you can go from 3-8 to half of an inch, you know. How strong is your machine? Because I know what a hand scare, like, grinder. If you were to put your machine down and you just left it there and you just kept on applying pressure for it. The shaver? Yeah, or, or grinder. Any, a grinder, grinder, and it started just going down and down and down. Like, it's just going to keep on grinding away at it, right? Yeah, but then you're not supposed to do that. No, okay, no, because <laughs> you're going to wear it out. But I'm just trying to figure out that it's probably a lot easier. It's like butter, right? It's just going to keep on going through yeah. eventually, right? You're, you're going to create a donut and nobody's going to like you for no, that. No, no, I know. Now you're going to have a hole there. <laughs> and you have to fix and it. And then you got to fix yeah, it. Yeah, but on the machine as itself, you know, there's protection. And that's part of, you know, the certification that we do on it. You know, when we uh, we get the iTech machine, we actually, you know, that's the partnership we're doing with them is we strip the whole machine down from the electrical part and we just recreate a new electrical side to it that is compliant to the certification we do we do the protection on it the big disconnects we put the fuses everywhere that's part of the job that we're doing with them as right now the assembler for north america that's why it's uh, high to grinding north america and uh you know we make sure that you know those overload settings are probably set up in the machine so even if you're grinding hitting something or anything it's all about you know the configuration that you put in the protection to, the protection to make sure yep. that you know if anything happens it's going to stop you know that's part of, you know, having, a, I would say, a certified equipment from a non-certified equipment yeah. that is not protected. And the certified line has a few, like, uh, upgrades. You know, we have more powerful engine, a CSA servo motors, mm -hmm. CSA batteries on it. 
know, we change almost uh, three and a half meters of wiring in the machine, you know, to be all compliant. So, you know, it's a lot of work that uh, uh, the engineering team, you know, uh, this guy, John, he works with us. He's a really a great guy and uh, a lot of experience. Uh, he worked, uh, you know, almost a year. We certified almost the whole line. We only have uh, the tank that's missing to be certified and this uh, last shaver. So, you know, we almost certify like... Everything's uh, in the process right now, almost finished. Units. Those are going to be finished uh, within the next month. So we know we're going to get them. But uh, this guy, John, uh, John Lee, he did an amazing work with us, uh, the engineering team guys. So a big shout out to him because without him, uh, it wouldn't be uh, possible all this, you know. Yeah. Everybody put a lot of work into, into this project. Uh, at the driving, the it's going making, to see yeah, customers. It's, yeah, it's, uh, it's making a dent. Like everyone's paying yeah. attention now. There's, they're understanding that the tool is important. Oh, yeah. It, it, it has been a long drive since. <laughs> we drove a lot since, since July. <laughs> yeah. Since one year. I mean, la in January last year, we went to Vegas to actually handshake with iTech to start the project. Mm. We had no machine from them. We had nothing. Mm. And we started, you know, having the first machine with them. Uh, in March, and from March we started to decide to disassemble all the units, and reassemble them, and you know put all the new components into it. Find the new drive, new protection, the new fuse, and everything. Even from the battery charger inside the unit, it has to be you know compliant. So in nine months, we did the whole reverse you know wow. engineering in the machine. Rebuild the whole thing, and thank God that you know our engineer, like uh, like Guillermo just said about John and the guy, uh, the guy from the uh, IT grinding company, they were you know try working together so hard to make sure that this project would go fast. But now you can buy an IT grinding machine CSA compliant that you couldn't buy last year. It was impossible, and that's what we're bringing to the CCE. We're bringing all the units that we just you know finish the whole certification they're process. all available now yeah. exactly that's why you get a three-year warranty you know because put yeah. so much work into it you know so we can back it up and give that to the customer a warranty and, that yeah. we take care of so it's gonna be a busy 2024 oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah it's gonna it will be, busy be 2024 it's crazy to see how how the whole team work you know between like some of the engineering guys doing that work us pushing you know for the with the customers doing the demos driving all those crazy hours that we did and the, all the know, back and forth the technicians greg our technicians you know without him too it wouldn't be possible you know everybody puts so much effort into yeah this you guys have met so many concrete people who are really yeah. uh, everybody's aligned in, in in our company so that really makes us like understand each part of it and everyone respects it and you know it's make it makes it really nice to work together because everybody sees the value and what everyone is doing so you know i really think we're going the next step you know so that's why we didn't really push before because you know we really wanted to wait to have everything certified the parts ready the team ready the technicians ready you know we didn't want to put forward a product and you know for sure there's going to be some bumps in the road and some stuff you know but we wanted well, that's to learning yeah so we wanted yeah. to be able to be able to push and be able to to back it up and right now it's been a little i would say maybe a few months maybe two months we're really at that point so that's why we did the building show vegas you know we're doing cc right now uh and you know we're just going at it so that's it then that's it no more shows for the year it's just a matter um, of delivering machines i think we, we have pretty more? much on our plate right now you know and developing you know the company with all the new models that are certified now we just got you know the whole inventory coming in last week so now all the teams are working to assemble those units right now in the shop uh we have a lot of deliveries to do uh we have a couple of uh deliveries in the u.s to do right now uh so me and him as soon as the building shows finishing we're going to 
deliver because like I said, every first unit that somebody purchases, we have to deliver by hand to them. So we're taking the big truck that we, we brought here for the, uh, the CCE. We're taking the same truck, loading it up with all the units for everyone, and we're just yeah. going to go drive down the road. We have some deliveries to do down in the south. We're going to handshake with everyone that you know, wants to good get on, on the boat. That's good. That we you even sold one that. in Puerto Rico. I'm doing that one. <laughs> He's <laughs> having all the vacation time. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, you're going to check that one then on the plane? <laughs> we're sending it and i'm gonna go right there i'm taking care of it yeah. it's, it's gonna be his luggage <laughs> i, I want to see it checked on the plane that's uh, what i want i want to see the face of, the, of, of the, the salesperson there at the counter that's amazing absolutely yeah. amazing uh and so definitely you guys are going to turn over the machine at the end of the last day on cce yeah. i want to i want to see the machine turned over and check it out yeah in okay. person so around what like three o'clock or so Anytime you want. No, all right, but well, you got to wait until the end, I guess, towards the end of the time there. I'll pass by. I want to pass by and check it out. And anytime you want to pass by, we can, you know, tilt it down. She can We can explain the whole thing. Okay. We'll show you the suspension we're talking that you know, make it very stable. We can show you how well balanced it is because that's one of the most shocking things is when somebody compared to another grinder, they're actually very oh, yeah. shocked to see that it's more heavy than the others because it's gear-driven. So, of, of course, it's going to be more it's heavy. control-driven. Huh? It's control driven. No, I mean the gear, the 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 bottom instead of being belt driven, yeah. it's gear driven. It, it, but I mean, when I say control driven, I mean it, it it's better control. Yeah, exactly. Of the unit That's exactly. Why, so right? the way they designed it, they make sure that even if it's more heavy on the head, so you're getting a lot of grinding pressure, but at the same time, you have to make sure that you know the balancing of the unit is very good. So when you're tilting it back to change the tooling under, you have to make sure that you know it's not only a 250 pound guy that can yeah, do it. Yeah. So actually that's the most, you know, shocking answer that we were getting in Vegas is everyone was like, hey, 1400 pounds, not, it's, it's not a, you know, a lightweight grinder, it's very heavy. How, how hard is it to tilt it? Well, we said, just try it. And they just, they, they just tilted by themselves, not, not swinging too hard and not, yeah. not going crazy. And those guys, they were like 175 pounds. Even yeah. the biggest one, the, the, the 955, almost 1800 pounds. It's really impressive. It's really not that hard to put down. It's a Honestly. big hard. It's a, this one it's a very big Harley with a big stereo yeah. on it. Yeah. That's what that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this one you need to swing a little bit harder to tilt it. <laughs> it's not that bad. So it's not that bad, but when you're a concrete boy. It's okay. <laughs> concrete life. That's what we say. We got. We got, uh, so you okay? Uh, at CCE, you guys are going to be there. You guys going to get back on the show. We're going to do a live show right then and there, so we can talk about it. Yep. Yeah. Hall three number uh, booth number thirty two zero one is where you guys will be. Uh, but then you guys will also be live on our show on Hall one at eleven oh six. The the booth number there. Um, I got to do the 12 questions of construction. Yep. And then I think that we covered everything. I'm trying to think of if there's anything else that we didn't cover. I just wanted to, you know, tell about the line. We talked about the scare fire, the shaver, and we said the grinder, but there's going to be the shot blaster too. So we do yeah, have you a mentioned the shot blaster, but yeah. we didn't dive into it. We didn't dive into yeah. it, but we do have a nice shot blaster that everyone should be, if you're into the shot blasting industry, you should be coming to our booth and see it because the shot blaster as itself is all battery propelled. So if you're pushing it, with upper ramp because most of them they're used in parking decks yeah you have a battery to transport it so that's the main main features of that unit it's all electronically controlled so easy for the operator but when you transport it instead of push it by hand it's battery transport so you're working that's brilliant you're saving a lot of yeah. efforts on this 
we've all been there, you know, doing the shot blaster and parking decks, yeah, and yeah. you have to go down and up the ramps, and you have to two, three it's guys to easy. push it it's up. It's a hard job. And all those units, they're battery transported, so. And they're all available now. Yeah, they are. And you guys will have it at the show. Yeah. So we can We're actually see showcasing a 20 inch because the 10 inch is rented in Montreal right now. So it's on a demo. Uh, we're showcasing the 20 inch. There's a 30, 30 inch coming in and a 48 uh, two in the near, I would say, summer. You guys got some nice toys there, man. All right. Hang on a sec. Uh, www.htgnorthamerica.com. 514-531-1729. Daryl, Jonathan, and info at htg northamerica.com you ready for these questions yeah you guys know these questions that lewis given no, lewis these questions. We, there's we no right or wrong <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite construction word uh, uh, i got we gotta keep grinding baby it's <laughs> <laughs> a good one but it, there's a it's more on the french side but what is know. it uh, faut continuer à grinder. <laughs> it means the same. <laughs> yeah, it means the same, but it sounds you know, better in French. Yeah, because we do a lot of French and English word, but uh, you know, we 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 we're used to make all those hours. In normal day, we're twelve hours back in the day. So after you know, still five to today. five, you still have to grind, baby. Fifteen hours. Fifteen. <laughs> What's yours, well, Guillermo? I was working for my father, so hurry up, get the fucking job done. <laughs> <laughs> What's your least favorite tool? I would oh, say definitely <laughs> the, the hand office? grinder. Hand grinder. Oh. We all hand have the grinder, same man. in the common. The hand grinder. Oh my god! It's, all those it's not designed for that. It's and it just gets so hot. Have you ever done walls with it? Yeah. That's the most painful job to do. Wait a minute. Shower walls and stuff like that for coating. Oh. Have you guys gotten vertical? Yeah, no, not with, not with the high tech. No. No. Is that coming in the future? Uh, we wish to have something, but I think that, you know, if you look at the the, the, the big tool maker right now, they're coming with the uh, the exo suit, you know, yes, to yes, help yes. you out lift. So yeah. I think that it's, it would make no sense if you have those units that you can, you know, work around to make a specific design unit for, you know, grinding the wall when you can use that tool to help you push it push the yeah. grinder up. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that it would be pointless for now, but no, I no, know no. that there's some prototype. But do you really need to? I don't think so. I don't think you'd really need to. I don't think so. I think that just goes into the cool bucket. That's exactly. All it is. Uh, same thing, grinder, grinder, right? <laughs> uh, what construction sound do you guys love? Uh, a nice grinder functioning, I would say. It's the sound of money. It's true. <laughs> it, it does sound like money. I kind of like the the jackhammer when it like. Just breaks it up. I don't know. It's like yeah. so, so aggressive. <laughs> this guy's aggressive. I don't, I don't know, man. It's just like He's young. It's a beast, That's man. why. What's, what's your favorite <laughs> beverage? A whiskey. 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 Uh, coffee. Coffee in the morning. Yes, he's driving. Yeah. <laughs> on a, on a job site, yeah. coffee. Coffee. All about it. What's the worst and best part about construction? I think the best part is you know when you see the result of what you've done after so much hard work and you know all the bumps you can get on the road in construction when you get to see the end result i think it's really you know gratifying i would say uh, i would align on you with that i mean you know going from nothing 
to you know let's say let's say we take the 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 the, the concrete floors going from nothing you know let's say a, a, just a rock grade to you know pouring out a nice flat concrete and then you're grinding it out doing the polishing and having a super nice result that the customer just walk in and say wow i just love my floor i mean it's it's all about it you know True. we're working for it what's what don't you guys like Oof. Getting scream at to finish the job, like really insane people. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the negativity. Uh, yeah, you sums it up exactly. Yeah, I, I would say all the you know. It's not necessary. All the pressure about you know finish right now, or you know you you, you know all the, the the mind game about it that you know you have to you have to be finished right now, or somebody else gonna take your place. I mean, this whole mentality is going away. Yeah, you, you know, with the younger one, but you know. I remember that when I was working because I was going to say before that I, w I worked for my father and, you know, 24 hours straight, 48 hours straight. I mean, we all have been there, you yep. know, and uh, if you're not doing it, somebody else is going to do it. You yep. know? So I, I think that the whole thing, I'm just, you know, happy that it's going away. What's your favorite curse word? It's in French. <laughs> it's in this Spanish. Is, this is an international podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's in it's Spanish. It's in Spanish? Yeah. Okay. Coño la madre. <laughs> that's a bad one. Yeah, Come that's on, a bad that's one, a bad one. <laughs> I would say the famous curse word in French, but you can hear it on every job site, man. Tabarnak. Tabarnak. <laughs> he knew, he knew. <laughs> no, no, we've had French people on the show before. It comes up. That's always uh, the one that comes yeah. up. What's your favorite vehicle? Any mode of transportation? Oof. I would say a uh, pickup truck, a Ram 3500 dually. And summer car, I would say uh, Ferrari SF90. The hybrid? Yeah, I know it has a little hybrid motor, but it's still a sick car. <laughs> <laughs> I got a line with that. I mean, the whole company has Ram trucks, so... They're all dualies? Uh, we have actually two dualies. We have four uh, 2,500, and uh, yeah. See, you guys say dually. Yeah. And when I was younger, I was like, yeah, they look cool like that. That shoulder in the back, really cool. I get older, six tires. <laughs> <laughs> six tires. We, we yeah, still use right. the dually word because we find it cool. But, you know, for HTG, we just got a 3500 uh, 9 edition, black. So it just... With the trailer and everything. It looks with the trailer wrapped up. Uh, we're yeah. going to have it at the show, yeah. At the show, you're going to have yeah, it So if you guys pass well, by we'll the show... You up and we'll, we'll pass by, we'll yeah. take some pictures with it or something. You should right. be able to see the whole line, but, you know, we... We put a little it's black and red. Yeah, it is black and red. Uh, what do you guys miss from your childhood? <laughs> playing baseball. Playing, ba yeah. Yeah, playing baseball. The, that paycheck that I didn't get for making all those hours. <laughs> it was. It was. That's paid, a good one. It was paid in uh, other ways. It, like my father said, you're investing on your future right now. Yeah, but you had a truck. You had a truck. Oh, I had a truck in exchange. That but was the deal. You, you, you could be making hundred hours. Don't complain. Complain about your pay? <laughs> you can sleep in the truck. <laughs> what profession other than your own would you guys like to attempt one day? What else you guys want to do outside of this? In construction? No, it could be anything. Anything in the world. Um, sell bracelets and uh, rent jet skis somewhere down south. Oh, in the beach. Oh, yeah, I would do that. I would be really good at doing that. <laughs> There's no grinding there. No, but it's like... It's a different kind of grinding. You said different after. kind of grinding. <laughs> exactly. It's been grinding all my life. I honestly never 
thought about that because I spent so many hours doing yeah. that. And I, there was one thing that, you know, when I was grinding the floor back in those days, uh, I was actually eating that. And I was, my, my goal, my ultimate goal was to take over the side that sells the equipment and rent them to actually manage it. So I would say that right now I'm doing it. Okay. So that's, that's I'm answer. in that position right now yeah. where I'm happy and I'm not even working every day. I mean, I get up and just enjoy it. I get on the road with him and go everywhere. What profession would you guys not like to do? Be a dentist. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't want that. Yeah. Uh, those uh, foot worker guys, that's kind of a line in. The podiatrist? Like yeah. The, okay. Pedatry. Uh, yeah, yeah, really? Yeah, you just feed it all day long? Yeah, the one that, you know, <laughs> remove all the, you know. Oh, oh you the, mean pedicure and stuff? Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, the one that's going to yeah, remove yeah, all the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, yeah, from yeah, those yeah, construction yeah, worker guys, you know? Uh, <laughs> they're just going to shave it and Bring in it. a grinder for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Different kind of grinder. <laughs> <laughs> Last question. If heaven exists, what would you guys like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates? Oh, yo, I think he would say, man, I, I didn't think you would make it here. Now you're here. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> Holy shit, that's a... Uh, that's... That, uh, I would say exactly the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I would say exactly the same thing. Wasn't expecting you, but come on in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean... <laughs> One year ago, eh, no, never expected that. What? Sorry? No, I'm, I, I mean, I, I never expected to be there, you know, where I'm at right now, you know. Ah. Uh, oh, so, yeah. Yeah, we did a lot. We did a yeah. lot. How long have you guys known each other? Uh, it's been, what, five years? Oh, years? five years. That's, that's one of the craziest stories. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. Story. I had... Uh, we got to say it before. Yeah, before okay, before share it. Up. Actually, uh, one day I was uh, going for uh, thinking about swapping my car because I had a car and, uh, you know, my father was saying, go get a pickup truck because it's going to be more convenient for the job and everything. I was still doing job sites. So at one point I just decided that I had a girlfriend back in the days that uh, I used to go through that Dodge dealer every time that I went to her, fa uh, her parents' home. So one day I just decided that, you know what? I need a truck. I'm just going to stop there. And who was my salesman? This really? Dutch guy. Yeah. Uh, what are the odds yeah. of that, eh? And it just, it was seven years ago? Uh, no, it was, uh, so, eight, it was an 18. Six, yeah, 18. Six, yeah, six years ago. So that's why the dually. Oh, yeah. So he used to sell the Dodge. We used to love them. So we just get along. now. It just, you know, it went, we, we just, you know, at the first, it was the first time that I felt, you know, not being robbed by a salesman. Mm -hmm. I mean, not, you know, not the traditional, you know, sales and customer. Sales exactly. Yeah. And, you know, he was very, you know, listening to all our inquiries that we had because we're kind of, you know, because we have volume and my father's kind of a, you know, picky guy, so he has a lot of requests, and this guy was listening to everything, was making sure that, we, you know, we're, get, we're getting taken care of, which is I never experienced in car sales at all. And it's all went from there to, you know, crazy Florida stories that we met again in Chudders. Yeah, and I just really built a great relation, trustworthy yeah. relationship. Yeah. And, you know, we just, like, really connected, and then I went on some different business ventures. I... I started my own stuff in a 
consulting for sales and management in the construction division, but it was uh, really not about concrete at that time. So I, do, I did that startup uh, in the United States, and he was in Florida on vacation, and I was too. So, you know, we were both in business different different ways, and I was like, we're like two hours and a half away from each other. Easy. And I was like, man, no, you're here. I'm here. I, That's we, weird, we talked about huh? the project. We just got a map. That's just weird. We talked about the project a year before for some other stuff. And then I was like, man, we have to meet. And we just, when we met that time and we talked so much, I think that was in May or something or end of April. It was uh, 20, in May. Yeah, 23. In the and middle of nowhere in Florida. We just met at a... What are the odds of that? Yeah, and we, I had a lot of bumps in the road in my project over there. <laughs> it was kind of, you know, but it's, it's business, it's life. And then we just connected. I was like, man, we... We got to do something. So I did a little work over there for these guys. And when I came back to Montreal, uh, we just sent out together. And we was like, you know, uh, we both were the same opinion. I think we need to work together. And actually, uh, it just, you know, worked out really good. The connection he has, the background he has. I was in construction before, too. So, you know, I have that in me. And, you know, I have really the customer approach, you know, and about informing, helping. You know, I don't believe in pressure. I believe in building a value and he has so much experience building in the relationships. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we, I think we master and you know, it's, it's genuine. So it, it really makes us a pretty good team. I would say. Yeah, yeah man. Very <laughs> strong team. Yeah, and man. honestly, that's exactly what I like about him is it's not about, you know, a sales pitch. You understand totally, you know, the side that when I was selling the units to a customer, I always, you know, you know, tell about, you know, adding the value to their yeah, business. Form, you know, we're not here to sell you that grinder, even if it's, let's say, 50K for a grinder. I'm not here to sell you that unit if it's not exactly what you need. Yeah. Let's say that you're, you're talking about, you know, having a smaller units because that's what fits you. And the grinder, the bigger one's going to come later. I'm going to sell you the smaller one because I'm going to explain to you why you need this one. Instead of hating me for selling you a big grinder, it's going to be sitting in a corner because you can't use it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's all about, you know, we're trying to add value to the customer. We're trying to align them in the right way when we're speaking to them. And that's exactly what he's always been doing when we were, you know, even buying trucks or stuff like that. We always had the same, you know, alignment is was to take care of the customer. Make sure, you know, they're properly trained. Make sure that they know exactly what they're purchasing of. Make sure they get great values out of it. And that's what we've been pushing on. That's why we just aligned so good together. And, man. We've been driving. It so must be much good. It must them. be good to deliver one to a client. Like you guys said earlier, oh, how really you guys always hand deliver the first one oh, yeah. to the yeah. client. You right? see the commitment, and you know it's nice to see the customer how happy he is. You know, usually they buy it, you get it on a pallet, you never see nobody. You know, it's like you guys bring me money. You, you know, brought yeah. me money. But us, it's like you know we 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 value you know the trust mm -hmm. you give us, and you know we want to build that that relationship between our customers and maybe this guy does this type of work and he gets a parking mainframe job and you know, I can refer you to my guy, build a network around high tech, you know, yeah. build a church, the culture yeah. around high tech, you know, that's what we want to do. Yeah. We're always talking about adding value. What's best that if we're leaving from Montreal or even if we're here, we're just leaving with the equipment, getting to your place, even if it's uh, in London or Brampton or whatever it is, you know, even if it's two, three hours of drive, you know, how much we can, you know, press our adding our words and yeah. saying adding value by getting to you and actually handshake you. We, got, you know, we had a guy in Halifax, he needed us like four day notice, something like that. We had some other stuff to do. We rearranged, he really needed us. And we just were in Halifax there. three days after. It's 12 hours, right? Wow. Load up the trailer and just go. 
Well, it's 12 hours from Montreal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in Montreal. But we also have the shop in Mississauga, so we have the two locations. Yeah. At that time, we're leaving from Montreal. And now, um, now he's going to uh, Puerto Rico to deliver a small, scary fire. I mean, you know, the unit as itself is $4,000. So, you know, we're going to be picking money from our pocket just to, you know, do that delivery. But there's a purpose behind it. But there's that, a purpose right? behind it. Even You're if building this guy, a culture. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right? And if this guy feels good and feels confident, he's, he will want to grow up his business around, you know, those equipment. He will, you know, you, you know, he can rely on us. So we're, we're, that's adding the value. And I still think today in 2024, one of the best marketing you can get is word to mouth. Of yeah, course. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wow, you know, so... Oh, yeah. And I think it's a good thing that we really get along really good because with all those hours in the truck and everything, yeah. it wouldn't be good, you know, boom, getting into a fire or something. More than in six months, more than... Uh, I don't know how many hours. 40,000 kilometer. Oh, yeah, yeah. The brand new truck that we purchased two months ago is already 20,000 kilometer. I did with we one. Did two months ago. The, 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 the 3,500 dually. Yeah. He's already 20,000 kilometer. Right. We, ha we had a new service truck that we did for the, the tech service. I used for one month. I did 9,000 kilometers uh, in December in three weeks. We always In did three weeks? Yeah. yeah. Back and forth, everywhere, Halifax. We just is that. Wow. And we Windsor. always do that together. So it's a good thing we get along. That's too much of a commute. Well, <laughs> you guys are in Toronto now, so there's lots of traffic. Exactly. Well, lots of traffic we in know, Toronto. We know that in Montreal, too. <laughs> yeah, you guys have a lot there as well, too. Yeah. Guys, it's an absolute pleasure meeting you guys. And thank yeah, you man. so much for being on the show and Thanks sharing. For having us. Looking forward to seeing you at the show. It's going to be fun. I want to see the machines. I want to check them out. Yeah. I'll take the remote, treat it like a drone. I'll make it go all over the show. Obrigado, man. <laughs> Obrigado, Bill. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you so much, Jonathan. Thank you so much, everybody. Again, www.hdgnorthamerica.com. Phone number 514-531-1729. And then reach out to them on their email, info at hdt, hdgnorthamerica.com. Thanks for having thanks, us. Sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Right here, Angelina.